Many businesses are quick to dismiss their analytics data as an incomprehensible wave of information that is just nice to have. What they don't realize is there are concrete measures they can put in place that, when used correctly, can grow their business in a measurable way. Welcome to Getting Granular, the podcast where digital marketing experts from the agency Granular talk about the latest trends, tried and true best practices, and share their unfiltered thoughts about the industry. Whether you're here to learn how to grow your business, improve your digital skills, or just want to hear some Midwest PPC experts rant about digital media, you've come to the right place. Thanks again for tuning into the Getting Granular podcast. I am once again, Chris Caesar, a senior manager of paid media here at Granular. And I am joined today by Mark Lee, a manager of paid search here at Granular. Hey, Mark. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you. Um, so I guess today what we're, we're here to talk about is largely just the, the importance of, of web tracking and tag management. So Mark, not only are you a, a paid search manager here at Granular, but you're, you also play a big role in our overall um, implementation of analytics and data studio reporting, and you seem to have a big passion for that. Uh, yeah. So... Um, obviously, you know, I learned uh, paid search and I work on paid search and, and obviously social and other areas um, predominantly, but, you know, a big thing that I uh, like to work on is is real, um, you know, analytics implementation. So tracking with tag manager implementation of, of uh, you know, from the simplest event tracking to, you know, more technical questions as long as, or as well as, uh, you know, data studio, that's really kind of, I like to have that technical background um, to myself. And that's what I kind of pride my, my uh, self on a little bit. Um, so I like working on that kind of stuff. Okay. That's, that's really interesting. Um, and so I think that you'd be the first one to sort of let us know that, you know, these things are important um, to be using actively within each business, um, regardless of your small business, large business, um, enterprise level business. I guess, can you just explain a little bit to, to why that why that's so important uh, across the whole spectrum of, of companies? Yeah, um, so, you know, naturally analytics is is very uh, tied, you know, what, what you track or, or your analytics or your analytic goals or your, you know, analytics information is very much tied to your, you know, business scenario, your business in particular, you know, like the, the information of a large scale business is not gonna be the same information that you collect off of a small business. But I would, really argue and say that the information off of a small business is equally as important as what you get from a, from a large business, because there's still, you know, th kind of things you can take from it and you can move in a certain direction based off that, you know, information. And, you know, I keep saying information, but it's, it's really, you know, in, in the, in the instance of, of digital marketing for these businesses is, you know, uh, website analytics. And really that's the bare bones information that you, you want to collect to understand what your customers are, are doing on the site um, and where they're, you know, looking and, and what they're actively kind of uh, engaging with. Um, Cause there's just so much you can do with that um, other than just knowing what page they're on, but, you know, knowing what, what, uh, what page your customers are on is, is pretty huge in itself. Yeah. I, I think it's really important um, just because, you know, you, you, if you operate, you know, a business that, you know, is e-commerce, or maybe you say you have all your business online, um, or you have a portion of your business online, you know, you might know what your customers are doing in store, but you might not know what they're doing online. Um, and I, it's, it's kind of like, 
imagine if if you were this is kind of one of the I always thought of it is imagine if you're going you know you see the customers you know the totals but you don't really know what they're doing online um and and you know even you know, I imagine large businesses businesses have, you know, this type of information tracked, but these small businesses who are, you know, every dollar counts, this information can be huge for them. I know that's a, a long way of basically saying it's it's important, but I, I truly think it is because it can really help you grow your business because it gives you the information you need to know that would help you prioritize, you know, your efforts, but also your money, you know, because, right. yeah. Yeah, and I think that sort of leads us into to the next point of the, the types of insights you'd be missing. You mentioned something like it's important to know what page they're on and what right. page your customer is on. Um, I guess can you expand a little bit on you know if I don't know that what what's the what's the effect of you know if I don't know what page you're on what what do I lose out there um, and what do I miss out by not knowing how they interact with my site? Right. Yeah. So you know at the at the bottom level um, you want to know page view tracking. So pretty much just knowing what page users are at, um, what what pages on the site that they're they're browsing. And that's, you know, bare bones, you know, that's the first step of of really like having analytics, you know, marketing analytics on a site, just knowing, you know, actively what they're doing. So I think, you know, that's you know, obviously something that you want to have. Um, but also, you know, things like um, knowing if people fill out a form, knowing if people download, you know, there's so many small businesses that run off, off B2B, you know, lead gen, and they might also have e-commerce and, you know, going from, from, you know, having e-commerce information. So I think there's just at the bare bones level, obviously it depends so much on what your business is, but, you know, I think at the bare bones level, you want to have page view tracking because then you can say, you know, we've had X many sessions and they viewed this page, these, these pages and, you know, it's, it's quite, yeah, it's, it's huge and it's valuable. And I think um, at the bare bones level, it's really page view tracking is, is where I, I, you know, recommend most people to start and uh, be able to, you know, view website performance um, at its simplest kind of level. So aside from the obvious answer of how this can affect your bottom line, the bottom line of your business, um, how else would you measure success in terms of implementation and, and tracking things? I think it really depends on um, making sure you use the information. You know, if you implement, uh, you know, page view tracking and at the simplest form, event tracking for things like form submission, and you don't really do much with it, I think I, I question the success of it because, you know, you can have success where you've implemented it all and you can say, oh, this is successful, but, you know, you're not really doing anything with it. So, that, you know, oftentimes I'll see, um, when I've I've worked in you know implementation of analytics or I've seen clients with with you know this type of information they're they're looking at you know page view tracking they they have event tracking they have form submission tracking and then I'll ask them you know how often do you actually look at this how do you look at this what do you do with it and they're like well we really you know don't we just have it set up and it's just there and then you know it's like I you know I argue that they're not very successful with it because yes they might have it you know, this type of tracking, you know, web analytics tracking uh, kind of like um, set up, but like I said, they're not doing anything with it. So I'd argue that it's not very successful unless you're really doing anything, you know, anything with it. And, and like doing, I say like doing anything with it, it's kind of a, you know, loaded thing because, you know, the things that you could do with it are very, you know, varying. But I would say like, if you have success with it, you know, you're taking this, you know, kind of 
clean cut information and, and you're making changes. So like if you are, if you really want to improve SEO, you know, um, what are the organic search queries that are, you know, are driving traffic? Um, what pages are driving the most conversions? Stuff like that, I think is huge. Um, and I'd say, you know, looking at that and being able to say, okay, we know what to do with it going forward. I think that's really the, the key kind of indicator of, of being successful. It's not so much the implementation, it's really like using it. Okay, so when we talked about these actionable insights, I guess the, the next question comes up of how do you know how and when to move forward with, with the optimization of your campaign based on what this data is telling you? Yeah, so you have to make sure that it's, um, you know, I, I'd say this, this could get a little bit more technical, but you have to make sure that your implementation is correct. You know, you want to at the at the you know bottom level, you want to make sure you're not double tracking page views. So if someone's on the page, you know, one time it's tracking two page views. Um, that's something that I'll often see with smaller businesses because you know they had a, you know an agency help them implement GTA or uh, not GTA GA once, um, and then uh, you know they've forgotten about it, and then someone you know someone else came in and implemented it again, or the the code wasn't implemented correctly. Um, and, you know, I, I'd say like really, you, you have to make sure that this information is is clean um, at, at its bare bones level, um, that you're tracking conversions correctly. And that takes a little bit of debugging and making sure that this stuff is is working correctly. And uh, once you have, you know, you know that that's, you, know, you feel confident in that, then you can really move forward um, and start really viewing it and engaging with it. Um, you know, you, it, I feel like, it'd be frustrating if you used information that wasn't clean or, or had errors in it. When I say clean, I mean, you know, error, it has error, or it's error-free. Then, um, you know, you'd be pretty upset if you made recommendations or, or you made changes or, or you went a certain way based off information that might not be uh, correct based on the implementation. And then assuming we have that clean data, taking it another step forward, mm -hmm. um, one thing comes to mind, uh, especially we talk a lot about this when we're, we're testing different things, um, things like, st st this is, sorry, that's really hard for me to say, <laughs> statistical significance. significance. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I guess, how would you sort of incorporate those types of things in, um, in your analytics and, and tracking, um, if, if at all you would? Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I think statistical significance can, can really be like brought in in this. Uh, and like, that's where I, I bring up, you know, making sure your information is clean because like, obviously, you could build significant, uh, yeah, statistical significance, excuse me, based <laughs> off, uh, you know, information that's like not set up correctly. And then you're finding, you know, you're moving in a direction based off that that's, you know, not right. You know, I think it, it depends, you know, statistical significance can be brought in, but it's, it's really, um, it depends on how you, you kind of uh, use it. it. You know, I think things can be cut and dry you know, you can kind of know or you don't know, but, you know, I think with anything, statistical significance can be brought in. You, you know, you can look at, you know, say, you know, we have this information on this and, uh, you know, based on what we see, we believe that, you know, we can move in this direction. Yeah, I, I think it's useful. Um, it just depends on, on kind of uh, how you want to analyze it, how you want to break it down, you know, like, is it, can you just clearly make decisions based off the information and you purely know, or do you need to, you know, break it down a little bit more and, and do that kind of math side of it? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I guess then sort of bringing this all back, back to 
square one and wrapping it up together. Um, how, how might this affect your bottom line? Um, do you have any sort of examples that you can think of off the top of your head where, you know, we implemented this for somebody and then realized that, um, you know, we saw these, these making these changes led to uh, uh, some sort of additional return on our investment? Yeah, so um, I think, I mean, it's, it's tough to say, um, I, you know, in the top of my head, I can't think of necessarily a huge, you know, I, I, I can't uh, speak to the exact, you know, like uh, return on investment changes, right. but from like a, a, an improvement and, and uh, you know, from a site engagement perspective, um, you know, and like, you know, NX implementation and like, you know, tracking is, is one function to help the analytics you know, uh, kind of your your collection of, of data, but also like, you know, from a, from a UI and UX, you know, perspective. Um, some of the things that, you know, I've done and that I've seen um, and that I think are useful is, is um, really uh, tracking things like um, when a user visits a 404 page, you know, uh, you know, nobody, you know, 404s are like this big red flag and it, it should be because, you know, your users are going to a page that, doesn't load anything it says not found or you know it gives them a message an error message and then they potentially leave the site and they don't convert you know tracking when someone lands on a page and they get a 404 message um that's you know there's tons of of examples online that, that can help you implement it implement this within tag manager um so that you can uh track that and know you know what pages are people getting this error and then if you know what pages they're getting this error then you know well we need to look at that page you know, it could be a small mini school page, or it could be something as large as they're getting a 404 on a, on a checkout or on an add to cart or whatever. You know, that's something that unless, you know, you have, you're a developer and you're seeing, you know, and, and this is, you know, I'm not a developer, so I don't, I haven't seen uh, how they kind of store this information, but, you know, unless you're like seeing that, you know, events of these pages, you know, somewhere else, you're not going to really know. You're not going to know they're having these errors. And then the next day you'll see, you know, performance was, was poor or whatever. And you know you you question it and you wonder why and you you might not ever figure out until you know you have a developer look at it and they go oh well this page you know was down um, so like I said 404 you know not found is a huge one I've seen and I think that's pretty important because like I said it's 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 site you know uh, interaction and site engagement it's it's you know uh, protecting you a little bit you know in places that you can't necessarily see and then you know another situation I've had where you know, a client, it, you know, this is real simple stuff, but I think it makes a huge difference um, with kind of like site engagement is, you know, I've had clients have clicked a call. Um, we had a situation where, you know, a client had a, 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 you know, a phone number listed and it said, you know, call this, or it was like, uh, I can't remember if it was click to call or just call. And then we realized when we were implementing tracking to basically track when someone clicks to call that, that clicking that doesn't actually do anything. Um, it doesn't, it just highlights the text on, on a mobile device um, and it doesn't actually open up the phone's native kind of like phone dialing service to call. And, you know, we, we tracked it regardless because we wanted to see, uh, you know, what the clicks were on that. We were realizing that people were, were clicking that in high numbers. Um, and we tested this on, on iOS and Android and we thought, uh, and we wanted to make sure that like when it clicks that, that it doesn't uh, open up the native phone app and and we realized that yeah you know people are clicking this and it's not opening up the phone app and you know you're seeing that people want to click to call and and they you know necessarily can't and i know that's you know not necessarily like oh that's going to massively affect the you know the bottom line um and this was a, a they worked in the financial industry but like still that idea that 
you can track this stuff and you can make improvements on the site, you know, engagement. Um, I think all of that analytics web tracking is, is you know, really tracking into, you know, interactions on the site, engagement, you know, conversions, whatever. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, the, the ROI, you know, you know, revenue focused kind of event tracking. It can be really anything that makes sure that you're understanding what's happening on your site from, from a, like a, a marketing perspective, you know, making sure people run through the site, but also technical perspective. I mean, you know, I, I've tracked pages where, um, it, you know, if it sends in an, an, a JavaScript error code, it, it shows that in, in, in GA and Google Analytics. And then I can know, oh, what's this error code? Why potentially it could be firing? You know, like I said, it, you know, I could go down a rabbit hole, but like there's so many situations and there's so many different things that, um, you know, you want to be able to know, um, you know, outbound link clicks, knowing when people leave your site, where you're leaving your site, why you know, things like that. I think it's just huge to track all that stuff. And I know I, I talk for a while, but I, I, I you know, I, I think it's huge to understand um, what you want to track, but what you could track. I think a lot of times clients often under, or they don't quite understand that, that um, they know what they want to track, but like, they don't know, oh, you could track, you know, I think oftentimes I'll like blow the minds of clients if I tell them, oh, you could track this. And, and they're like, oh, that's super interesting. Like, I'd really like to track that. And it's like, you know, that's, that's our job, but it's also like, I want them to realize that analytics tracking is, is, um, you know, it can be used in so many different ways. Yeah. And I think that what this actually really comes down to at, at a basic level is just knowing that you're available to your customers um, as a sort of a real world example that popped up as you were talking about mm -hmm. uh, 404 errors. I was uh, shopping on Costco.com. Shout out Costco. I love you guys, but yeah, I added something great. to my cart and I clicked on cart. And it, nothing like my cart wouldn't load. So then I tried on, on my, I have the Costco app on my phone. Mm -hmm. I tried to open it there. Cart wouldn't load. I tried a different browser, cart wouldn't load. So, and, and that went on for a couple of days. And, you know, it just sort of dawned on me, you know, if, if they didn't have any sort of tracking in place where they get that, no, get notified of an error, um, they would need somebody proactively reach out to them and say, hey, the cart isn't loading. And, you know, if this right. is widespread across the entirety of anyone shopping on Costco.com, like their, their sales are going to plummet for a couple of days. And that's where you, I guess, where you'll start to see those red flags come up of, okay, something's wrong on our website. So um, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but at the most basic level, it just sort of comes down to, you know, if you have all this stuff in place and, and implemented correctly, you'll, you'll have those proactive warnings of, hey, are we sure that we're accessible to our clients? Yeah. Um, similar to just how, like, if, if, if your phone is down in your business for, for a day, you know, people are trying to reach out to you. Again, that's not something that you may or may not realize until mm -hmm. once the phone company lets you know. Um, but something like that is just, you know, something like a real world example that, that, that came to mind where, okay, oh shoot, you know, this is how, this is how we identify a problem and, and know how to get that, that fix implemented more quickly. Yeah, no, I, I think it's huge. Analytics, you know, uh, you know, I talk about Tag Manager um, and, you know, for those that don't know, it's, you know, Tag Manager is Google's native, a uh, program that allows you to add, you know, certain tracking um, elements to your site, you know, allows you to do page view tracking. I highly recommend, you know, if you don't know GTM Tag Manager, look, look into it. I think it's huge. And, uh, you know, it can do so much. And yeah, I mean, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, I use a tool, you know, in my, my browser that allows me to see GA events. So it allows me to see when events are sent to Google Analytics from, you know, from my browser, basically. And I can see those event hits, you know, get sent. I can see them being, being sent to GA. 
Um, and I, I know what they're tracking, which is pretty cool. So like, you know, uh, I've been on large sites and, you know, I've clicked a certain button and I can see that they actively set up an event to fire when I clicked something. Or, you know, if I've been on the site for a certain period of time, this is another one, you know, engagement timer. So, you know, um, you can, uh, you know, Google's Google Analytics natively, you know, can track the time on the site. So, you know, the amount of time people spend on the site, but it needs a it, it needs another page view to to record that. So if someone lands on your page and then doesn't go anywhere, it's not going to necessarily record that time. It needs another hit, another page view to basically build that time on site. But you know, an engagement timer can kind of give you a more granular view of how people are interacting on the site. And that can be set up. So yeah, like you know, going back to your Costco, like I'm sure, and you know, I don't know, and 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 they might uh, have tracking for this, and they might not. They might not need to because they have you know the large dev teams that get these notifications. But like you know, if you're a smaller business and you don't have, you have a, a third party dev team, or, or your you know your dev team's really on a on a case by case situation, you know, you, you want to make sure that you know if you're asking them for help and, and and you're using you know client time that you're actually you know using it for the right uh, fixes. So yeah, I think it's huge and you know, engagement timer 404, really any of this stuff. I, I don't wanna say like, you know, tracking on your site's limitless because uh, you have to, like, I wouldn't say go wild. Um, you wanna make sure that you're, you know, using things that are gonna benefit you, but you can really track so much and it can be so useful for you and kind of taking away valuable kind of insights. So we talked about how it's important to, to track all of these different metrics to, to gain these actionable insights, but let's talk about why some people don't use it. I guess the, the first reason, and that's sort of why we're here talking about it today, is just the lack of education on its importance. Yeah, I think oftentimes, um, I think people understand, like if you're you know, a small business owner, you, know, you understand, and I, I think at the higher level, they understand this, but oftentimes, you know, small, medium businesses, um, especially depending on their industry, you know, they don't, maybe these, you know, these, it's a, it's a small business and they don't have that, that marketing team or they have a marketing team that's not so much a digital focused marketing team. And they just don't really know that, you know, they might know that Google Analytics exists, but they might, you know, oftentimes I'll, I'll ask people, you know, do you know G, GA? And they know GA and then I'll ask, do you know, you know, Tag Manager? And they're like, no, I don't know Tag Manager. And, and that often leads me to believe that, you know, they might have GA tracking, but they don't have GTM. They're not using, you know, this, this event tracking and really like getting the full, I guess, spectrum of like useful analytics tracking, I guess, in, in a weird way to describe it. Yeah, I think there's just like a, I think a lot of people just lack um, knowledge of it. You know, I, I think GA is always changing and GTM is a relatively new tool, I believe. Don't quote me on the date that it started, but it's not that old. And I just think there's just not enough. I mean, the young kids, you know, graduating, you know, people like me who've been the, who are younger and have been in it and older, obviously, but, you know, they, they've had a lot of experience with it. They know this stuff. Yeah, I think, you know, to kind of sum it up at, at the basic level, I think it's the relatively new tools um, and the idea of like website analytics tracking uh, you know, at the way that you can do it now is just, it's still, you know, an ever-changing topic that I think a lot of people are just kind of been slow to, to, I guess, get on board with. Yeah. So I guess in, as we start to learn more about these things, um, the next sort of gap that even, you know, a lot of people like me, um, someone who does this on a day in day out basis, um, struggle with is just, you know, knowing how to get all this stuff implemented correctly. This is again stuff like tag management isn't something that I necessarily would consider myself an expert in, 
but you know, that's why people like you and others on the team are here to, to help um, grow those skills in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, how we can, can better hone these skills of, of getting this stuff implemented. So I, I guess to, to sum that part is just, there's just a lack of knowledge on how to get this stuff implemented. Um, so aside from, you know, yes, you should learn more about this, I guess, can you touch on some ways of how you've, how you've dove into this and, and learned more yeah. about it and become more of an expert in it? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've taken a lot of, you know, this is something that I, when I, you know, was working, starting to work and I, and I realized I really wanted to do, I dove head first. And so, you know, a lot of the ways I, I learned this stuff was just obviously from experience, from asking questions, from asking, can I start working in this? And I know that's not very easy because, you know, everyone might not have that person to go to, but, you know, Google Analytics offers, you know, so many um, free courses. There's Google Analytics, Google Analytics Academy. Um, and what's actually pretty cool about this that I highly recommend, you know, if, if you are wanting to kind of, uh, you know, at the bare bones level, you don't know GA and you're like, well, I want to start kind of like understanding it and using it. Maybe I'll implement it and maybe, you know, uh, I'll start kind of using it at its full capacity. You know, if you start using uh, Google Analytics Academy, it's Google's free kind of training course. They offer you basically, they give you the ability to sign into Google's, I guess it's, I believe it's their merchandise site. Um, it's, it's some kind of clone of their merchandise site. So it's the analytics account for the merchandise site. So that has really everything that you could want. It has e-commerce tracking, it has event tracking, and it has like page view tracking at the lower level. So like, and this is free for you to use, you know, and it might, and, and I say that because, uh, you know, when I was starting out, I didn't have clients who were e-commerce necessarily, you know, and I didn't have clients who were using, you know, analytics for super robustly. So I, you know, I wasn't able to go into their accounts and, and just look at what they were tracking because oftentimes I was, I was, you know, learning how to, to implement this stuff and, and helping them or helping to educate them. So like, you know, having this Google analytics property, when I say property, it's, it's just a Google analytics account um, for their e-commerce site. You know, it, it gives you all this information that you can learn with uh, just basically like setup, how, how, how the, the platform is set up, um, how it's tracking. And, you know, YouTube's such a, an insanely wonderful thing. I mean, I think I've, I've learned a lot from just YouTube videos. There's so many people that are really putting out really good content to help you just understand, Google, obviously Google Analytics, but also GTM. If I, if I switch over to GTM, like, you know, there's, there's a guy I watch called Measure School. Um, he's a, he's a uh, younger German guy um, named Julian. And measure school is basically him educating people how to measure, so how to track uh, with, G with GA and GTM. So that's something I've used super, super well. And then, you know, there's people like, you know, loves data or loves data. Um, and he's an Australian guy who really publishes good content on YouTube for people who are really kind of like looking to start out with this. So, you know, we can put some of these in the, in the show notes, some of these links uh, that I have, but I, I think like YouTube's a huge place to go if you're really starting out with, with wanting to track this stuff. But then, you know, there's so many, so many of the answers I've found to questions I've just typed in Google. And I know that sounds really kind of vague, but like, you know, there's so many blog articles and, and stuff out there you know, of, of people wanting, you know, to kind of like, you know, talk about this. It's such a useful community um, of people that are just willing to offer an insane amount of help. And then obviously there's, there's, you know, websites like uh, Conversion Excel, which is something I use. It's a, it's a website 
it can be expensive. So it's oftentimes best to go in with a group of people. Like if you have a company or you have a, a team, but they have an insanely large kind of library of, of videos. So, you know, basic GTM tracking, basic Google analytics, all the way up to advanced to, you know, developer focused courses. So there's just a lot of places. And, and like I said, I'll put this in the, in the call notes or the, the, our show notes, because, you know, um, I'm, I'm kind of like listing off, you know, sites and, and things like that. But, but, uh, you know, I think that was like, to sum it up, that was like the thing that I noticed when I was starting out with this. And the thing that I want people to understand is that all of this can be, you know, I taught myself most of this really, you know, by myself, I had, ex- I had experience, you know, with, working with these tools, but like, I really taught myself as much as I know now, uh, really on my own. And I say on my own, because I had, you know, these resources on YouTube online on these courses to help me grow at this, you know, to sum it up, I think the information is out there for anyone to become a master in this. You just have to kind of put in the time really. Sounds like you sure have put in a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, I've, um, I've tried to. Yeah. So I guess, you know, that's, that's a big chunk of why people don't have all these things implemented and, and use it yeah, in the right way. Yeah. It's, it's kind of just a, you don't have to, you know, and I, I talk about this because I'm not trying to say that people have to, you know, uh, go in and become an expert, but you know, if you're a small business or you're a team of two or, you know, whatever, and you're just starting out, you know, these programs are just as useful to you if, if you're wanting to start tracking for your business as it is for someone who, you know, was working in an agency. So, you know, I don't mean to speak to it like, you know, this is for, for, you know, people who are, are, um, agency focus this is for anyone. I mean, these programs are, are just as useful for, for, you know, someone working at agency as someone who's starting out. So that's, you know, kind of what I wanted to add there is, is, you know, this isn't focused towards, towards one person. This is really anyone that wants to learn this stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, 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 that's actually a really good point to where, like you said, you're still learning things every day. Um, but if you oh, for sure. and try to teach this to your grandma, she'd be like step, step one, day one. And, you know, yeah. Still- there's that yeah. vast spectrum of different different ways that we can um, continue to learn and grow our skills here. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, I have a client who I, I had like an hour long call with them just teaching them how I set up their tracking in, G, in GTM. And I basically said, you know, I want you to go in and, and give this a shot if you need to set up anything. But, you know, let me know if you have issues. And like, you know, I had one of uh, the girls I, I spoke to, she came to me, she set up a tag. And she had one because it wasn't working. And, and, and yes, she had something wrong, but like at, at the level she understood, she even wrote her own regular expression because I taught her regular expression a little bit. And regular expression is, is huge in analytics, and, but that's a, a whole nother thing. And you don't necessarily need to use that. That's a, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. But um, she even wrote, you know, the, the, she wrote the tag, she wrote the trigger and um, she had one thing wrong, but it was the idea that like, she learned this pretty quickly. And, you know, I, I found that she found this, uh, I saw that she found it pretty interesting to do this stuff. So, and she had not even heard of tag manager before I spoke with her. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, you can pick this stuff up quickly and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's really good to know. I, I guess looking at sort of the, if we're looking at, you know, top three reasons we sort of had, you know, people don't know about it Two people aren't right. skilled enough to implement it. I guess the third issue that sort of sometimes arises is, um, in these larger companies, and this is something that I can attest to as well, very on multiple occasions, um, where you know this gets set up and implemented. But who's who's exactly the team who owns it? Is it the marketing team? Is it the IT team? Um, both, neither, and sort of how does that play into the, into you know how we have this set up 
and reasons for you know why it, it why it may be one or the other. Yeah. So I mean, Google Tag Manager and Google Analytics can be a little overwhelming at times because they come from a technical background. You know, they're built technically, you know, to to pull this information in kind of a I won't say like qualitative because it's quantitative, but it's it's the idea that like you know it's they're built in code and they're built you know pretty um, like it, it complexly to be able to pull this uh, information. So I think at its bare bones level, it can be a little overwhelming to like set up at least page view tracking and know like oh I gotta you know I gotta take this code and put it in my the header of in in the in the body of my website. Like at that at that level, that can be a little confusing. And if you don't know code at all it can be a little overwhelming, like it genuinely can. Then it's like, well, you know, if you have the idea to put this through Tag Manager, you know, put your page view tracking through Tag Manager, well, then you have to put Tag Manager on your site. So I think one of the larger reasons is like kind of a lack of understanding in, in the technical. And I know that's, you know, you don't have to become an expert in this, but like, but I, th I think it can be a little bit confusing from a technical perspective. But also I say that, you know, who should own it. And we talk about who should own it because, because it comes from a technical perspective and your IT team or your development team, they have the more technical understanding of this. You know, you have the more marketing aspect of it. So like, you know, they, they implement it, they understand, uh, you know, analytics teams at larger businesses or, or obviously you're just your IT person. They'll probably understand, oh, I know how to implement this. And you might know how to look at the, the data, but it's like, is it, how is it, are you siloing it? So, you know, I, I think oftentimes, and I've had discussions with people about this and, you know, um, a few various like Slack communities um, I'm in is, is like, you know, GTM and GA are becoming more technical. It, who owns that analytics implementation? Is it, you know, the technical people in the IT team or is it, you know, the marketing people who are really using it? Um, and I'd say like, that's, that's kind of, it makes it tough because it, it there's there's kind of two aspects of this. It's it's the information that's kind of put out there within the, the platform and, and it's you know how you set it up, but it's also you know the technical side of it and understanding like if something doesn't work, can you debug it from a marketing perspective or do you need the IT team? And uh, so that's why I say it's like huge for for marketing people to understand that a uh, little bit on the IT side so that they can kind of get the same frame of mind and understand this a little bit better than just like what it's kind of outputting so yeah i mean you know there's there's counterpoints to both who should really you know own it but um you know i think at its bare bones level it should be you know kind of understood by both sides you know I, i'll speak with and i've worked with you know it people in the past who like didn't fully understand how it worked they just knew how to kind of like implement it and then there's marketing people who don't know how you know to implement it but they kind of know how it works and yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think it's a twofold, you know, kind of situation. Is is who owns it, and then who kind of manages it, and then you know you can get into situations where how are we tracking? You know, is there personal identifiable information being tracked? And then you know, it, it just takes a, a really big, I guess, like co-op between IT and marketing to make sure that you know analytics is is implemented correctly, is tracking correctly, and it's safe, um, and that you know it's it's uh, being used correctly. And so, yeah, I think the biggest takeaway is just make sure it's not siloed by one group of people. Right. Yeah, that's that's yeah, because you you just want um, everyone to be on board because, you know, if you run an e-commerce site, you know, for a large business or even a small business, you run a small store or whatever, you know, um, and you have, you know, say you have one IT person, you know, your website is where you're making money. Your website is your it's your storefront. Like Im imagine if you didn't know 
I, I guess this is a, like, I'm trying to think of an analogy, but like, imagine if you know, you didn't quite clearly know like what people were buying or what they were, you know, looking at in the store or like I said, it's not a very good analogy, but it's the idea that like, this is huge information and this is a huge thing to, to know. And um, I don't think one side should fully own it um, because it, you know, it comes from two aspects. It's, it's the, you, you know, the, the uh, implementation, but it's also kind of like the, the analyzing of, of information. Okay. Yeah. And just sort of, I guess, to, to, to make one other touch, touch point on that is you mentioned, you know, are you collecting personally identifiable information, which yeah. in Google, things like Google analytics is a huge no, no. So it's a huge, again, no-no. as long as somebody knows that that's, you know, if that's coming in, you can, you know, you, you know, you can shut that down really quickly. Yeah. And- um, that's actually pretty good timing because, you know, I work with a client um, who had uh, because of, of a URL string. So basically when they were signing up, when they were having people sign up for something um, or, or basically verify their email, their email address was being uh, attached to the URL. So obviously, you know, the, the page you tracking in GA is going to record, you know, what the, uh, so GA, you know, to kind of quickly say GA is going to track anything within a URL after the page. So unless you exclude it, so it's going to, you know, pull in UTM parameters. So like source medium, and this is, a little, you know, I don't want to, you know, speak too highly or too, too low, you know, depending on who, who's listening, but like, it's going to track this, you know, what's in the URL. So we were saying that, you know, people's email addresses were being pulled into GA tracking. So, you know, we could see their email address and that's a big no, no for, for Google uh, analytics. You know, Google does not want that information because it's, it's personally, personally uh, identifiable information. So, you know, we were seeing that that was being pulled in and like, that's kind of a a good situation, a good, uh, I guess, situation where like marketing and IT have to work together because IT might own the site, but marketing owns the information and marketing can go to IT and say, Hey, you know, we need to switch, you know, the, the code or or we need to need to make changes to um, the site because it's pulling in that, that email address and we can, you know, we're tracking that marketing. I guess that's a, that's a good situation where like IT and, and marketing have to work together to uh, kind of own this, uh, to own their analytics um, for their site. All right, so let's change topics slightly just here just a little bit. So we talked a lot about, you know, the importance of tracking who should be good at it. I guess to sort of look forward with that, if what are some actionable items that people can and should be tracking that they aren't already? Uh, yeah, so, um... I think, you know, obviously page view tracking, you know, it's core level. So you can see, you know, what pages people are visiting on your site. But also, um, I think if you like look through your site and you think, you know, what would be useful to know within Google Analytics? You know, I think things like form submission tracking. So knowing when someone fills out a form, whether it be a contact form or a lead form or really like, you know, whatever, uh, you know, to download something or, or, you know, any of that. Form submission tracking is one of like kind of like the simplest forms of of you know when you really start getting into Tag Manager like one of the like the like the kind of earliest um, if you're trying to kind of like adopt it you know form submission tracking is a good way to get started and you know if you look online there's tons of videos on you know really how to 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 start form submission tracking for your site another one I think of that's pretty cool um, is just video interactions um, so this can be kind of tough but. You know, if you have YouTube videos embedded on your site, YouTube um, allows you to, you know, track that with Tag Manager, so you can see like what people are clicking. Um, and it's actually pretty cool because you can see, you know, 
how much progress they've made, if they've paused it, if they press play, if they finished it, which I think is pretty cool because you can see like what videos people are actively watching, which I thought, you know, is, is nice to have um, and just kind of like know what's going on with the site. And then, you know, this is another one that is, I talk about it, but you have to kind of, it's questionable, you know, how you use it is, is scroll depth tracking. So basically you can track when people scroll on a page. Um, and you can set up parameters. You can set up like, you know, do you want it to fire an event? And when all of these, you know, all of these are set up as events within Tag Manager, um, and that's high level. But but when I say event, I mean one of these happening. So you know, form submission event. Um, you know, when someone fills out a form. You know, an event when someone plays the video. So you know, scroll jacking. You can have it. You know, fire an event when someone scrolls a certain page, uh, part of the page. And that can just that's that sounds cool, but it can be super overwhelming. Um, because, you know, you, you know, the scroll depth, you know, you know, how pe far people scroll on a page, but you're like, how, you know, what do I do with this? So yeah. to, to sort of cut you off there. One thing with scroll depth for me is a lot of times um, that I've been working with, you know, a lot of lead gen type, yeah. uh, lead gen type websites. Um, one thing that I've actually found is really helpful with scroll depth is, you know, where, where are our forms and our lead forms, forms. located on the site? Because yeah. obviously, if they're at the top of the site, they're going to get the most visibility. If they're halfway down the site, you know, that's, I, I can't, unless I, unless we know how many people are actually scrolling through the mm -hmm. website, we're never going to know how many people are there. And what I've found is, you know, most overwhelming majority of the time, you know, if our only forms in the bottom of the page, you know, 1% or even less of those people are actually going to make it. Oh, for sure. And be able to yeah. find that form. So that's one thing too, where, you know, bringing in all of this sort of together is, we can look at it as a, as a holistic approach of, you know, how are my form submissions doing? Cause I'm tracking those. And mm -hmm. then where is it located on the page? We can see where people are scrolling to get there. Yeah. And, you know, if we move that around the page, how will that uh, affect our, our submission rate? Yeah. And, and, you know, if you think about where you put CTAs um, and I bring it and I, I kind of say like, you know, how you use, it can be very questionable, but, but actionable information that can be brought from scroll depth, but for things like landing pages and, and, and like form submission, it can be huge. You just have to play with it a little bit. Cause you can, you can change the parameters for like when it fires. So like if it's 25% scrolled, 50%, 75, you could do even like 20%, 40%. And you can see like, you know, where did people scroll if they didn't convert? Where did they scroll if they did convert? And you can put CTAs and stuff like that. But a lot of the times um, it's very hit or miss with, with scroll depth because I feel like it can be a little bit overwhelming. Um, I, I think things like, you know, engagement timer, um, which is another one um, that you can find online might be a little bit more useful because it helps you track page time a little bit better. Um, so that might be more useful to you. But yeah, scroll depth is another one. And that can be actually be implemented pretty easily within tag manager. Another one that I have is uh, um, that I think of is, is uh, internal and external link clicks. So like an internal link click, you know, you might not necessarily need to track an internal link click. Um, but if for some reason, you know, you want to track, say, you know, they're going from your main site to your, you know, subdomain, that's naturally tracked within GA. But, you know, you might want to track that to know that, you know, they're leaving you know, the main site and they're going to the subdomain or, you know, they're going cross domain. So they're going to a different site, but also external, you know, when, when someone, I think of a situation, like if you're a website and you have referral links, so, you know, you, you, you have referral links or, you know, uh, yeah, refer, referral links for, for products and stuff like that. You can track when people click those referral links and you can know like what site they're tracking. Um, another situation that came up was, 
We had a client who their products were sold on a few different places, I believe. And one of my coworkers wanted to track basically like what sites people were leaving to go to, like where they were going to like actually view the product. So we set up a tag to basically track. And this is pretty simple, but like you can set up a, a tag you can track, like I said, what what uh, external links people are clicking on. And I think that's pretty valuable because you can kind of just know where people are exiting the site. You know, naturally, like when people, you know, leave the, the site, if, if they're leaving other than, you know, they just are done browsing, you know, you kind of want to know where they're going. So yeah, those, those are kind of some of them. Yeah. And I was going to say, I've had that exact same example where, you know, I, I've worked with somebody who sold a product, but you couldn't buy that product right on their site. You either had to go to, to Amazon or Walmart. For sure. Or, you know, whatever it may be to, to fire off. And that's, they sold it to these distributors. So yeah, that's, yeah. that seems like a huge, a huge benefit to know, you know, where are people going and, you know, where are you driving these sales to yeah. from your website? It, it, yeah, it is huge. And I actually, I, I should emphasize it a little bit more because it, it is pretty huge to, to do our external link clicks. Um, you know, we had a, a situation, I'm helping a client implement uh, e-commerce tracking for their site because they have a larger client who, the smaller company, you know, basically sells the larger company's product or puts the larger company's products in their equipment. And then they, they sell it, I believe is, is kind of how it works. But basically the larger company wanted to know when people are coming from their site to the smaller site to purchase the product, like how many people are, are going and how many people are purchasing. So how, how many like actual sales is the larger company driving to the smaller website? They wanted to actually know the sales. So we had to implement e-commerce tracking and then, you know, the larger companies going to set up, uh, a, you know, they're basically going to set up um, this type of, of external link click so that they'll know how much is driving to uh, the smaller company and then uh, the smaller company can give them the sales. So it can be pretty huge in that. I, I think of it like, you know, I've worked in the past with large you know, e-commerce retailers where like, you know, you spoke about they don't sell online. They don't sell on their website. They only sell, uh, you know, in other retailers and they just use their site as kind of like a product information that's huge. Those, you know, I guess I call them where to buy clicks is what I've called them in the past or retailer clicks. You know, you want to know what retailers are people going to. So I guess then let's talk about, we've talked a whole ton about, you know, why it's important and, you know, what we should be doing with it. Let's, let's think about, you know, setting up, setting it up. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, I want to get Google analytics tracking on my website. Um, what are some, uh, I would say the top three ways that people normally get their Google Analytics set up? Sure. So um, it really, you know, I kind of, I ask another question is like, what, what CRM are you using? So what, you know, content management, excuse me, not CRM, CMS. Um, so content management system um, are you using? Uh, because that obviously can massively, uh, I guess, change the way that you implement it. Um, so like, you know, if, if, at the simplest level, and I think a lot of people know WordPress is, is obviously if you're on WordPress. So, you know, you can, you know, if, if you're like, oh, I don't really want GA tracking or uh, GTM on the site, you know, I just want page view tracking for whatever reason, you know, you can set up plugins that, you know, allow you to put your, so basically you put the GA code within these plugins on a WordPress site and uh, you publish the, the plugin and boom, you have Google Analytics tracking on your site. Um, if you don't want to putz with the code, it's really simple. You find plugins. So people with WordPress, I highly recommend the plugins if you want just Google Analytics tracking on your site, um, but also, you know, there's plugins to put GTM on the site too. So like, I'd say plugins, unless you know, really, really know WordPress code, I'd say plugins is like your best friend with uh, WordPress, but also Squarespace, that's another one. Squarespace has a, a, uh, uh, something in their advanced settings called code injection. 
and you can basically put the GA code or put the GTM code in these two little boxes. It's super simple. And there, you, boom, you have you know GA and GTM within a Squarespace site. So it really depends on your, your CMS. At its bare bones level, you, know, you place the code on the site. But you know, like I said, you know, first figure out what CMS you're using because there's a pretty good chance that they probably have a somewhat simplified way of implementing these on the site. Okay. Um, so aside from just implementing it right to the CMS, um, mm -hmm. and you also mentioned being able to install Tag Manager through CMS. Yep. You can also install analytics through Tag Manager. Yep. Yep. So yeah, you can, you know, it's really quite simple to do this too. Um, you know, you can just set up uh, a new tag and then, um, you know, you, you pick, you know, Google Analytics. Um, it's probably going to be universal, but there is a, a new uh, Google Analytics uh, version rolling out called GA4, and that's a whole nother level to dive into. But basically, you, know, you just pick Google, you know, Analytics, you want to track that. And then, uh, you know, Google is going to offer you, you know, Google Tag Manager has a, has a, a trigger. So basically where you want it to fire and then you have it fire on all pages. So like it takes probably, probably about like 15 seconds. If you have GTM on your site, it takes about 15 seconds to get GA running from GTM on your site. So yeah, there's a couple of different ways. You know, I always say like GA can be implemented hard code. And when I say hard code, you don't use Tag Manager. You just put the code on your site or you can run it through GTM. I prefer to run it through GTM. And I recommend people run it through GTM, but it's really based on what your needs are. So yeah, you know, like like I said, there's two ways. GTM has to obviously GTM is hard coded, but GA can be hard coded or it can be ran through GTM. Okay, and then obviously, like you sort of already mentioned, you really don't want to hard code it if at all possible because that it's going to be it's going to be more difficult to make any changes if you need to. And it's just contained within you know, um, unless you like you know, if you have GA already on the site. And then you eventually want to add GTM. You know, I wouldn't say necessarily like delete the code off the site and run it through GTM. But you know, if you're like, well, I want to do GTM and GA, like I don't have either. Just simplify it. You know, instead of doing code for GA and code for GTM, just do code for GTM and then run GA through GTM. Yeah, it's it's just uh, like I said, uh, it's it's so there's simplicity in just running every you know running it through GTM. But like I said, don't go back and, and you know remove code from your site just to run it through GTM because you know I say that it's, it's best practice. If you have it on your site, it's not gonna you know break it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Don't touch it, don't touch the GA, especially if you don't if, if someone else implemented the, G, the GA tracking code on your site, you know, the hard coded, don't don't touch it because you potentially could could you know uh, break it and then you don't know how you know you don't know code enough to implement it. You know, for whatever reason. It's just, you know, unless you know you you uh, you're really starting out and you have no analytics code on your site, uh, I would say don't implement GA hard-coded. And then of course, now that we have it implemented, you know, we, I think the, the other big thing that we need to stress um, is, is learning to read the data itself and, you know, being able to, to take the time to actually get good at being able to yeah. read the data, use the data and knowing what's relevant and isn't. Yeah, um, like I said, you know, you'll learn this, like what reports, so GA has reporting, you know, obviously it's a reporting tool. So, you know, technically it's it's much more than that, but you know, it, it's bare bones of that has reports within it, um, you know. So like a page view report, you know, an event report, um, conversion, you know, report, like, you know, uh, putzing, you know, like I said, that, that e-commerce um, store that Google provides you for free that you can get access to, like that's gonna help you learn the tool. So you learn what, reports to 
because if you look at GA, you know, if you just go into GA for the first time, it's super overwhelming um, because there's just so much like, you, you know, there's segments, there's filterings, there's, you know, all this stuff that you can do. But um, the more you get familiar with the tool, the more ease you'll get with kind of like knowing where to go. And that comes with time. But, you know, at its bare bones level, it's like, you know, page view tracking. You know, there's a page view report, a landing page report, an all pages report. I think, you know, learning, learning to look at those reports and learning to understand it is like, I guess, step one in it and kind of uh, making sure that you can kind of take anything from this. Um, but it comes with time because, you know, these tools don't, you know, it's not overnight. You're just going to automatically understand it. Okay. Yeah. And I think the other issues that sometimes you run into is, is a resistance to change, for example, you know, if yeah. we're, we're tracking x conversion on the site you know this lead gen form um but then we want to add an additional conversion or you know we want to remove one that can so that can sometimes hurt our data integrity um so i, I know that there, every now and then there's there's some sort of resistance to change based on that yeah i think like you know looking at this data or like you know uh do you kind of like taking actionable insights is is like you're trying to tell a story and i think oftentimes Perhaps people, you know, they look at the data and they, they might not trust it or they just don't really want to do anything with it or they're slow to do anything with it. I, you know, I kind of understand that. And, and it comes with, with time and being able to, like, verify that, you know, what you're tracking is helping you. Um, but oftentimes, I think it's just a bit overwhelming for people. And, and potentially, if, you know, you're an owner of a business and someone's come in and, and been like, you know, I want to start tracking this and I think we should do this with that. It's, you know, it's you're a little bit nervous to kind of start making changes to it. Um, I guess it's kind of what, you know, the, I would say resistance, like I think people find value in it. It's just, um, it can be a little bit tough to always trust what you're collecting. Okay. Well, that's a lot of good, helpful, actionable information that we, I feel like even I've learned a lot today, uh, just talking to you here for the last bit of time. Um, I guess to, to sort of wrap things up here, is there one or maybe two just main takeaways you'd like everybody to, to, to take from, from, this, from this conversation today? Probably one would be just don't feel overwhelmed with this. Like, I, you know, I, uh, I always try not to, to sound um, like I'm throwing too much out there. And obviously a podcast, you have so much that you're talking about. But um, I would say don't feel overwhelmed because all of this is, is you know, you can learn all of this. Um, and, and, you know, at the at the simplest level, you can implement some of this stuff and, and really start to see a benefit from it. And there, and, and, you know, there's so many different places you can learn this. So I think it, it can, you, it's, it's easy to feel overwhelmed with like what you could track or like what you should track. But I think, you know, kind of stop, you know, reassess, evaluate, kind of look at your site, think what could we track and then kind of go from there and, and don't feel overwhelmed. Don't feel like you need to track everything and don't feel like you need to understand everything. I think like that's, you know, when I was starting out, it became frustrating because there's just so much to learn. And I think you just kind of have to take step by step and, and start understanding web analytics and, and understanding, you know, tracking and, and how tracking can benefit your web analytics um, and what you can do with it and how they kind of work together. And so, yeah, I would say like, don't feel overwhelmed. I'd say if you want to get into this, just, you know, uh, use some of the resources that we'll put in the notes. Um, and just, you know, have an interest in it, kind of know what you want to track. You know, if you have an interest, if this sparks your, your curiosity and you have an interest with it, really just start diving into it and learning and uh, really start kind of picking out what, you know, things you want to track. You know, how do you get GA on the site? Understanding GA, understanding how do you get GTM on the site? How do you use GTM? There's just so much you can learn. So I just say, you know, if this is something you want to do, 
focus on on you know the bare level of understanding GA, understanding GTM, and then uh, you know if you don't have it on the site, implement that on the site um, if you can. Um, and if you don't have access to it, um, you know watch videos. You know use that Google um, e-commerce store that you get through the GA Academy and just start kind of diving in and, and picking up facts and and educating yourself on this. Okay. That's great. Yeah, Mark, thanks for, uh, thanks for all the great insights today. Um, mm -hmm. it, was, it was great to have you on. And I, like I said, even I feel like I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I could talk about this for hours. So um, I think there's just so much that people can learn. And there's so much that I can learn. And it's a never ending, you know, I learn new stuff every day. And uh, it's an ever changing field, analytics and tag implementation and, and all of this. So yeah, you know, I appreciate you allowing me to kind of chat about it. And uh, I hope people found this interesting and um, that it maybe sparks their curiosity a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Mark, again, thanks. And uh, hope to have you on again soon sometime. Um, and thanks everybody else for uh, tuning in today. We'll uh, talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Getting Granular podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any PPC tips, tricks, or news in the digital marketing world. Be sure to visit our website for more content at granularmarketing.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.